0: On this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about card shows, some mistakes I've made, some tips and some tricks. Let's go! This is Dave, and welcome to the SVA Card Collectors Podcast. What is up? What is going on, everyone? Dave at SVA Card Collectors. We are going to be talking about card shows today. Yes, I'm not going to start talking about other nonsense that I don't know about, uh, but I'll talk about card shows, which I don't know much about. No, I joke. I kid. So um, I finally, finally went to a card show a couple of weeks ago, made a ton of mistakes, and it's a lot of stuff that I knew. I just was lazy, and I'm going to share some of my biggest mistakes, some tips, some tricks. Um, so let's buckle in. Ugh. What a stupid analogy. Unless you're in your car, you're not going to be buckling in. Yeah. Anyway, so first thing I'm going to say now with COVID and um, their restrictions, um, this may be a little bit more difficult, but you're going to want to go there really early. You want to be like one of the first ones there um, because that's where the best deals are. Um, When um, I went, there was a two-hour wait and people got there real early and this was a 40 30, 40, 50, you know, table show. It was a, a pretty small show. Um, but they haven't had one in uh, Long Island, New York in a long time. Um, it's actually the first one. So people were were into it. So, um, but you should get there early. Now on bigger shows, shows that have, you know, that are two or three days long, sometimes they have trading nights or trading days or they have stuff that's happening in a different hotel that's close by, or in the same hotel, or something close by where it is a group of people getting together to trade cards um, and to buy or sell cards that have nothing to do with the show. You should pay attention to that as well, because a lot of people do their best stuff at in those you know areas. So if you're talking, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, on on the Twitter. Take a look at that stuff. See what people, you know, if if there is something being set up, because I would suggest you definitely go to that. Plus, it's good to mingle. Um, maybe you can meet a special someone. That one or two ladies is there, or guy. If that's what you do. But um, anyway, so that's one of the things that I miss. Being in New York, they don't really have that. Um, the only one that I have is up in Upstate, is in Westchester. Um, they really don't have trade nights. Not just people that are on the outside that are trading with each other in the show, but um, for the most part, they don't have like a separate trade night unless it's like at a hotel or something like that. But again, I don't know in New York that they have that. But I know in other places, especially the big ones like Dallas and, and Miami, they're definitely gonna have that. Um, but when you get there, you'll be there. You get there early. You said, Dave, I'm here early. I'm the first one here. Now what do I do? Um, prior to getting there, you need to have a game plan. What cards are you looking for? What do you plan on doing with these cards? Um, know your pricing. Um, write it down on a piece of paper. Write it down on your phone. Uh, make sure your phone is charged. Maybe you might need a phone charger. Bring, with, you know, bring a phone charger with you and bring one where like, you know, the ones that like, it was like the case that charges your phone automatically. Um, you don't want to start checking prices on eBay and your phone doesn't work. Um, that's why it's important. Maybe you don't get great internet. Maybe their Wi-Fi sucks. You don't want to be beholden to your phone Do your research and make sure you have goals for these cards. Are you looking for cards to flip? Are you looking for cards to PC? Are you looking for short-term, long-term? Make sure you know that stuff. There's nothing worse than being in front of a guy, and this is what happened. Um, I'm in front of a guy, and actually, uh, on my second point, uh, you're going to want to bring cards as well. Because if you're looking to buy cards, you may want to use a card that you have to trade, and they may want that card. Um, Now, you don't want to be in the, the boat that I was in where I'm looking every single card up because I have no idea what card, you know, the price is at this time because I just, my brain is kaputs. Um, you, don't want to, you don't want to do that. You can go to the dollar store, you can get those small little stickers that you put it on there and put the price on there. So you know, hey, this is the price that I want to sell it for. Um, and you have a good idea going into a trade. Hey, this is what it's worth. I'm rushing, looking at pricing. I'm starting to sweat. I'm getting nervous now because the guy's just waiting there looking at me all stupid. And, you know, it, you don't want to be – you want to be – when you go in there, you want to exude a little confidence. If you're not exuding confidence, um, you're already going to be losing that battle of of negotiation. You, you want to know what you're talking about. You don't want to be behind the eight ball. So get there early. Make sure you bring cards that you A, want to sell and or B, want to trade, and make sure you know the values. Also, know the cards that you're looking for. Make sure you know their values as well. You don't want to start looking it up. Let the dealer look it up. Let him be stupid. You don't want to be stupid, all right? Also, bring cash. Bring cash. People like cash. Cash is better. Uh, depending on how much you're spending, you know, if you're bringing ten, twenty grand, you know, hey, God bless. But um, yeah, bring cash. Make sure you have money in PayPal or Venmo or Cash App. Make sure you do that because there's a lot more dealers that are taking that. You know, taking that. Um, so just make sure you have some money in there as well, uh, or just a way to access it. So th- you got that covered. Um, I actually put a whole bunch. I had a whole bunch of steps, and I combined them all, in, all together. Um, I know I, I mentioned this, but make sure you have a goal for the card once you buy it. You don't want to buy the card and then later go on go, well, what do I want to do with this? That's just stupid. <laughs> just That's moronical. Um, you want to know, hey, is this a PC card? Good. I'm going to keep it. I like it. It's shiny. It's fancy. It's good um is it a modern card that you the NBA playoffs are coming up so you think that's going to be a good quick flip make sure you know hey i want to buy it at this so i can sell it i think it's going to get to this price um and stick to it cuz that's the whole point you want to flip that so you have money to buy whatever else you want to buy is this going to be long term maybe you want to buy vintage or maybe you want to buy a modern card that you think is a long hold um stick to it because you'll be able to negotiate different. If you're looking for a quick flip, you don't have that parameter of, well, I'll buy it higher because you are saying it's a quick flip. I don't think it's going to raise that much more or I want it to raise to X amount. Let's just say you're buying it for $20 and you think it's going to be you know $45, $50. The more you pay up, the more you know, the the less you're going to make on that flip. Now, if it's a long-term hold for a modern card, then you don't mind paying the 5, 10 extra bucks because you want that card and you're going to be holding it long-term. So it's okay. It's all right. Don't worry. And if it's a, you know, a vintage card, you're just looking for good deals, you know, compared to eBay. Um, and so, well, I just said that. Stupid me. But you get, you get my drift. All right, so... Make sure you know what the hell you're doing, all right? Because it'll help you with negotiating. It'll help you to know where to buy the card at. Um, When you're there and you're talking to a dealer and you don't see anything that you like, ask him, hey, do you have anything else? Do you have anything in the back, in the front, on the side? Do you have something? Ask, talk to the dealer. Because he may have stuff that he just didn't have time to put out or he didn't think anybody wanted or whatever thousand excuses. He just forgot. Um, Always, always ask. Um, And on a side note with regards to uh, the dealers, take their contact information, get their business card, find out what they're looking for. Write it on the back of a card. Maybe you bring a book. If I would bring like a black book, you know, like back in the movies, that you know, where I keep the girl's number in my black book, like something small like that that can fit in your pocket. Bring it with you. Put the dealer's name, what they're looking for. You want to build that Rolodex. So if you have a card and you're looking to sell a card, well, let me see if anybody I know that I've met, you know, is looking for it. So you can just go to them instead of just putting it on eBay or Facebook and Instagram and, and hoping you know somebody sees it and, and they buy it. Um, you may be able to do better. You may be able to do worse. I don't know. But um, at least you have um, avenues to go with. And then once you build those relationships, they will start looking you know for you. Hey, I know you're looking for these type of cards. That's how you build relationships. That's how you build trust um, among dealers. Same thing with the people walking around, people walking around, um, they're not huffing and puffing like they used to. They're younger, they're savvier, they know what's going on. Um, start talking. Hey, I like that card. What are you into? What do you, you got? This. If you see a kid with a big black briefcase? That means he's he's uh, the real deal. He knows what he's talking about, or at least he has cards that he thinks you know are. are are worth it. So, start talking people up. Again, you want to build that Rolodex. You want to, you know, I want to make friends. But it's also a good way to build up your collection or sell cards that you don't want. Because there's always somebody um, who wants, who's collecting a certain person that you have. God knows why. Um, I know Dub Mentality uh, on Twitter. He's a good follow. He likes to collect Ron Gantt. I don't think Ron Gant's mom likes to collect Ron Gant, but I would, I know if I was to ever see a Ron Gant card and I was like, man, I got to get rid of this card. I know I'm going to be, you know, tweeting dub mentality going, hey, I got this stupid Ron Gant. You want it? And so it's just important to tell people what you're looking for and what you're about and make connections. That's huge in this industry. All right. So, that's the main stuff that you need to do. Um, other stuff, when you're, if you're the first one in or one of the first people in a card show, see where the flow is, meaning where people are walking through, and do the opposite. <laughs> go, go the opposite way. Um, as stupid as it sounds, you may be able to get deals that people weren't looking for or get there first before other people because... Um, They're just following the flow. They're following where everyone else is going. So if someone's going to the right and everyone's going to the right, go to the left. See what they got over there. Don't just, you know, go where everyone else is going. Um, Another thing on bigger shows, and if you're really spending some big bucks, you may want to be a dealer or buy a table And the reason why I say that is a lot of big deals happen amongst the dealers themselves. So a lot of times people will be setting up and people start walk other, you know, if there's two people, one person setting up, the other one is walking around to the other dealers and trying to get cards, trying to get the better deals. Um, So it might make sense to spend a hundred bucks or 50 bucks or 25 bucks, however much money it is to get the table and you get access early. So now you don't have to wait on those lines and now you have a table. Maybe you bring a couple of cards to sell, but the whole point is you're not there for that. You're there to buy cards, and you're able to get there first. You're buying access to everyone else. So just beware that that is another tip or trick. It's a little expensive trick, but if you're spending thousands of dollars, you know, at uh, at these shows, then that is just a drop, you know, drop in the bucket, drop in the hat it's you're dropping something. Deuce. I don't know. So that is another thing that I've seen. I keep on seeing people make huge deals on the internets on YouTube. Um, and the shows haven't even started yet. Um, and so that's why when you're there, make those connections, build that Rolodex of people. So, um, you can already when you go there they'll know who you are they'll know what you want or maybe they just know you know you've built a rapport with them. All right we get it Dave. All right. So I think that's pretty much it covering the main aspects of a card show. Um you may want to bring a loop with you. Um you could buy it on Amazon or eBay it's like four or five bucks and basically it's a magnifying glass Um, It enables you and it's crazy. I thought things that I thought were a 10 and I got this loop and I start looking at the corners and they look all frayed and I'm going, "Ah." huh? You'll be surprised. You should buy a loop. It's very cheap. And I would check your PSA 9s and 10s and there you may see why it's a 9 when some people thought this is a 10. There's no way this should be uh, a 9. How could this be? Go to use your loop. It has a it has a light on it. Look at your corners. Look at your edges. I eight times out of ten, you'll probably see something. And you go, oh crap! And um, it may deter you a lot more uh, with regards to sending cards in because any imperfection, you're gonna go, oh that's not a that's not a ten. So it's not it's not something that you should be using constantly. I think I think I think. It may be overused, and people go, "Oh, well, there's a little spec." They, you know, I don't think PSA or BGS or SGC or CGS or HGA, Jesus, uh, are that crazy. They're a little crazy, but you know, I think it's important too—a special tool, especially if you're buying raw cards at card shows. Um, I used to make fun of those guys. I don't know if I would have the balls to actually do it, to bring it and start looking at a card like that, because you look like a big dork. Um, but you go, I don't care. I don't care if I look like a big dork. I'm trying to make bank, bro. So you got that. Um, what else? Make sure you bring snacks. You're well, um, well hydrated. Um, make sure when you bring your cards, put them in a box or put them in a case. Make sure they're protected and don't leave your bag around like a dope. Um, don't say, oh, can you take a look? You know, watch my stuff. Don't do that. That's going to be gone. You you don't want to do any of that. Um, making big, uh, large cash deals, uh, don't be like these guys on Instagram. You're going to get robbed. You're gonna, someone's going to beat you down, especially if you're in New York. It's going to happen. I might do it to you. I may beat you down. So don't be you know, f- you know showing your money, showing your big-ass cards. Um, I'm not saying not to show people, but don't flash it all about and think who you are because you, you, you look silly. And and you're being made fun of behind your back. <laughs> Sva card collectors Head over there. I just wrote another article, um, more of a beginner's article. If people you know ask different type of uh, refractors, so I wrote a couple of you know pictures and some descriptions on on that. So check that out. Um, also check the um, podcast. I'm trying to I'm trying to do one every couple of weeks, one every week, maybe. I'm I'm sporadic, I understand, I know. Um, Also, we have the Facebook group, Clubhouse. I do Mondays at 9 o'clock. And um, that's it, guys. You guys know what to do. Buy some cards go broke. Later!